On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Chris. Sitting next to me is... Lissa. There, that's Lissa. And we are here for another edition of our podcast. We're back and better than ever. And I say that again because I know you hate it when I say it. Riveting. We're more riveting than ever. Uh, in this case, I don't know if we're back and better than ever. We're just back when we have time because the baby's not crying right now. Yeah. So we're here to give you a little dose of what we got to say this week. This one is going to be probably dark. Might be a little. Uh, it might be. It might be dark. Okay. I'm just letting you know based on the topic. Um, would you like to share with our audience how your first two weeks back at work? Have been we didn't really go over yeah, that we, much. we started last week i was going to talk about it and then the baby started crying everything's been all right it's been um you know summer is normally a slow point for us so it's good to ease back in during this time we have unfortunately one of our largest events of the year though at the end of july so it's not as slow as it you know would otherwise be but um, everyone's taking it very, you know, my, my temporary time back, because I will go back, I will use the rest of my leave come August, mid-August, when you go back to work, hopefully, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I wanted to use, I wanted to use a ten, more of my leave, 10 weeks of my leave up front, and then the rest of my leave at the end when Chris goes back, so it would prolong having to put the baby in daycare, and at this point... There are no rules. There might not be daycare. There might not be work. There might not be. So I don't know how this is going to play out. But, um, I mean, it's all right so far. Aside from the fact that the baby seems to... Um, I wasn't expecting the baby to not take as the baby strongly is, to you. The as, baby is attached to you. And the baby has not... She's fine. She she can tell that she enjoys my company. That's the best way of saying. It. She enjoys my company, but she's like, "So where's mom?" Cuz like you're cool, you make me laugh, but where's mom? And so when she realizes that you're not around, she becomes how how do you say cranky? Mm. Um but upset. I, I wasn't the decision to go back to to work working from home while she's here, like everyone else has been doing the past 3 months. I wanted to, I, I decided to start at 10 weeks because she started to become more more lively and less of a, a needy crying grub of a thing. And around that same time is when she started not liking Chris feeding her. So now I have to feed her at every feed in addition to <laughs> working. So there, again, you know, there are these things that you plan out in life. What's that saying that you say to me? Says you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad saying. Uh, I have these. I had these plans, and then it was like, okay, well, that's not going to work out. So now I'm going to have to feed her. Like I'll be on a call with. Like I, I started to 
I started to pump really early on so that she would be used to bottle feeding and so I could so help that out. Chris could help out. And but she went through a phase where all I did all I was the only one that fed her. Yes. I fed her. I fed her. I fed her. I would pump while Chris fed her. So it was like a really good. It was great. <laughs> it's well like, that's me. the way it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden, like one night, she woke up and said, "Hey, you, you're not feeding me anymore. Mom's feeding me." And she cries when Chris feeds her. It's just a, it's just a mess. So temp- hopefully, hopefully it's temporary. I don't know. But I have the uh, a willow pump. And if anyone is listening to this and is going to buy them buy a pump, I would highly recommend this ingenious design. Very expensive though. It's very expensive. Not not insur not insurance doesn't cover it, but it's um it it is allows you to one be hands free. The little pumps are separate. They fit in one. It fit in a, a nursing bra. So you have one pump in one bra, the other pump in the other. You can turn them on, turn them off, walk around. Uh, you can do downward dog. That's something they claim that you... I don't <laughs> know why. Cause you're like, why mobile. even say that? Just forget it. I get it. You that's can, fine. You can take a nap while it's on. And this willow pump, before I was using a Spectra, which I was like attached to a machine. This now goes with you me. You were. You look like something out of the Matrix. I did. And now, thank goodness I got this because the baby now, because she needs me to feed her... I can feed her with the pump on. I can feed her. I can do. I can do things with her when I have the pump on me, unlike before, which it would have spilled. Like this is a no spill thing. It's just, it's honestly it's the great. best invention that has ever. And this is my is it ever. And this is ever. Yeah, the best yeah. invention ever. And it's boring for those who don't understand, but for those who do, oh my god, it's 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 a, a game changer. They say they say things like that, and they, they mean they, they mean this product. They, okay. Well, being that this is July 5th and July 4th was yesterday, how was your July 4th? Um, well, I feel like we need to double back on July 4th, and that will be the segue to what we're talking about today. Uh, my July 4th was, I don't know, who fucking cares? Everyone, clearly, because when you <laughs> log online, you can't help but to see people record fireworks and post them. So clearly, a lot of people cared, so... You know, How was yours? For the past couple Fourth of Julys, I haven't really been emotionally in, in interested because probably I, since 2016. Who maybe hmm. maybe before that? Hmm. I just feel like right now, I don't know. It's it's hard to get excited about celebrating something that feels so painful and feels like. So you're telling me that the independence of America is painful for you? Well. It wouldn't be if we didn't have so many pimples right now. Mm. And we are you want to call them pimples or like so like bed sores, or like but like to to critically think about how we were founded, which I mentioned the last podcast or the one before about when I go register voters, teenagers, and I'm like, this system wasn't built for you. Like that's all I want to say. Right. And so every you know, I appreciate America for what it is, but I'm not. I don't appreciate when 4th of July rolls around every year and everyone gets super jingoistic and I... And they keep calling it a more perfect union, which is like laughable. It's like, it's it's just, we need to, we need to appreciate something for its flaws and all. We can't just blindly ignore all That's of the That's part of loving something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, when you love something, 
you love it unconditionally, right. so you're able to say bad things about it as well. You don't just say, oh, it's just perfect. It's, it's great. And if you don't like it, leave it. It's well, like, well, that's not really the way it works. There's but that cool. James Baldwin quote where he says, I love it. Yeah, no, America, no, no, no. I love America more than anything, which is why I criticize her at every chance I get. Yes. yes. Okay. <sighs> what? There's a word at the end starts with the P that you definitely left out. And I can't quite remember what it was, but. Poontang? No. Poon. I love, I love this Poontang country. Yeah. So I'm going to criticize it pelotonally. <laughs> Poontangly. Yeah. I hate that word, by the way. What? Actually, and no, I won't. I'm not even going to say it. Say it. Just say it. I hate the word. Poontang? No. What? The other word that Janet Jackson says in Poetic Justice. Oh. Would she say punani? Yeah, I hate no. that word so much. It's so well, gross. It's, it's not even gross. It's just like, it's stupid. Like, what adult in like their 40s is like, yo, you want to whatever my... The, it's just gross. Call it what it is. You're Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. No. Vijay for short. It's fine. It's my virgi- vagina. Um. What were we talking about? We were talking about Fourth of July. We were talking about. How are you feeling about the Fourth of July? I well, this is this is where we could get dark. Well, I'm not trying to get dark. I have a theme for today. All right. Well, I uh, really did not care about the Fourth of July. For me, it was a negative day because I thought about all the negative things that I'm so angry with with this country. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not grateful and thankful for a lot of things that I have, but it was it was negative. Like usually we have in the past, we've been stupid and bought fireworks or sparklers. Not fireworks. I, you know what I mean, but very small fireworks. We don't go to like a cul-de-sac and light things up. No, we light one sparkler at the end of the night. Exactly. And have four. Or I might light. try to have like a red, white, and blue something on or whatever. Man, if I could have just dressed like a ninja yesterday, which I kind of did, that's what I would have done. I just, you know, this is one of the times in my life where I'm not necessarily proud to walk around with red, white, and blue. So, yeah, whatever. I wore my 51st State shirt. Yeah, that was a great shirt. And if if I had a shirt like that, DC being the the 51st State, yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. But... You know, and I and I hate to quote her on this, and I think it was it Beyonce that said this, is that all the single ladies, all the single ladies, if you like, you should have put a ring on it. No, it was something like, was she the one who said that America's so racist that it gets conflated? That with when you Patriots protest and racism, man? they get mad at you because it's so American. It's not, I don't or something think like it was that. her, but yeah, something whatever. Um, but that's what it felt like, you know, in. Well, let's go to your topic, what you want to talk about today, because I feel like what I'm about to say is going to bleed onto it. Um, okay. Uh, All right. So I've been thinking, you know, during the five minutes of peace I get when... Uh, oh, come on. In the morning before the baby is has arisen, the monster child. I was thinking about the past four months and what what we have learned what I've learned about myself or others or just generally something that you've... And this is what we've learned from the pandemic. Yeah, like being quarantined, things abruptly changing, 
just everything. Okay. And I wanted to mention, I posed this on Facebook, and I wanted to read a couple of responses. And um, I won't say any names because I just want, you know, I want to keep these people's names private, even though our Facebook page is public. But Right. I was like, well, that, okay. So someone said... We are lucky enough to live out in the country. I have learned to enjoy nature around me and the peace and quiet. I live with the gardener, and he always is planting more things for me to enjoy. Am I interrupting something? No, but there's something that might be important happening, but go ahead. Okay. Chris just got on his phone texting, so. No, they were, oh my gosh, continue. I often, someone else said, I often refrain from speaking about politics and hot topics because I am a teacher. I realize that I am a teacher and I can't refrain. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone else said, I've learned that racism is not a difference of opinion that I'm willing to keep a friend over. Then someone else said, I've learned that so many things we thought were necessary aren't. A closet full of clothes and shoes I haven't touched in months. Makeup, hair products, and a hair dryer have all been retired since March. Relationships, friendships, family are the true priceless treasures you cannot live without. The biggest thing I've learned is that people's true colors have a way of shining through in the face of adversity. I've seen so much ugliness surface from people I once thought were great people, but yet I am filled with hope that most people are good and can drown out the hate. Good things come from bad things. This has never felt truer. Mm-hmm. Well said. What are your thoughts? Oh, well, you read it, so what's your thoughts first? No, you go. Uh, on which one? All of them? No, no, no. What you've learned about yourself or okay. generally. Two things. The first thing I've learned about myself is that I am completely content on being isolated and quarantined at home with just me, you, our daughter, and our two dogs. I'm I'm okay. If someone said, you know what, this, I, we hate to say this, but you're going to have to be in here for another year, but like, cool, sign me up, let's rock. Would you be, are you content because you're content internally, no matter what situation you're put in, or you just, this is your... You- this is my aura this is me i i'm not a social butterfly i know a lot of people think i am and i think my personality might mistake people for thinking that i love interacting with a whole bunch of people i am the absolute opposite i really don't like people because i find i'm so quick to find the negative in people so when i do find a good person we usually have a really good friendship, but you don't miss seeing those people. I do miss. I'm not saying I don't come. I don't miss like the relationships, but I know those relationships will come back. Like mm-hmm. I just, I am not so short sighted to be like I just need to go back around people because that day is going to come, and when it does, I don't want to look back for a second and say, "Oh God, I wish I would have appreciated the time I had in my house." So I know first and foremost. That this is me. I'm okay. Again, like Larry David said, nothing good happens when you leave your house. I, I love that. I believe that. That's my first point. Would you like to cut me off and go with yours? Mm-mm. Go on. Well, my second part is the negative one. Mm-hmm. My second part is what I've learned. And I would say learned. I wouldn't say like I always knew. It's affirmed. Yes. Uh, it's actually the title of what I named this podcast, as a matter of fact. Can you tell me what that says? Resentment and sadness that's, tracks. That's that's what I feel. I feel resentment and I feel sadness. And I'm so angry at all the people who have to go out and not wear a mask and 
put everyone's lives in risk because they are so unbelievably fucking selfish. And so people like us who have been doing it the right way have been at home. If we have to go out, we always wear a mask. We even wear gloves. We wear medical gloves because we don't want to get anybody sick. We don't want to bring it back into our house. We are making the ultimate sacrifice. And there's so many people who aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so now all of the good hard work that we've been doing since March, we're back to square one. Actually, we're worse. There was a report yesterday that South Korea and America got the same confirmed coronavirus case on the same day. And right now, America has 52,000 cases of coronavirus and South Korea has 63. Everybody is opening back up. Every wealthy nation across the world is opening back up and we are getting worse. It's terrifying. And I'm gonna keep talking even though this is gonna check up on the baby because we hear a little something. But yeah, that's that's frustrating to me. I, I see that and it sucks and it makes me lose any hope that I had for humanity in this nation because it's clear that when these people walk around and they scream all lives matter, they really don't believe all lives matter because if they did, they'd have enough common courtesy to wear a fucking mask when they go out so that someone who's older won't wouldn't get sick or someone who is, you know, someone who's younger who is has their uh, immune system compromised won't get sick. It doesn't make a difference whether you believe it or not. If you can't believe this, you're crazy, but if you don't if let's say you don't believe it, you can't have enough common courtesy to wear a mask just to make everybody else feel better. You have to be so ignorant to go around in public and show your face because you now think wearing a mask is political because your stupid news station told you that it's a plot to make sure that President Trump isn't elected for his second term. You're morons. So yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it That's made me really upset. But... I'm still talking. Alyssa is changing the baby. I, I had to I had to get it out. It's just something that's been so frustrating because I want, as much as I love being at home, I really would love to be able to take our daughter to our parents' house and to have them be able to interact with her and to take her to a park or to play around with her outside and not fear the moment I see someone walking across from us, running across the street so that no one... So we don't get, you know, any germs from people. Yeah, I would love that. But we're not there yet. So I'm trying to do what I think is best for our community. And I see people who just don't care. And I hate it. I didn't hear most of it, but I just heard you, like, ranting. Yeah, it was bad. I heard your resentment. We we might want to cut. I heard fucking, I heard Donald Trump. I heard heard the resentment and sadness that you mentioned. Yep, yep. (laughs) That's why I said this is what it's called. It's resentment. And that was my resentment. And my sadness is, like I said, my sadness is we have, you know, like 140,000 people in our country who have died because of this virus. I'm not saying you could have prevented all those deaths because you most certainly could not have. But we could have prevented a ton of deaths. And we decided not to. But you know how we, you, you know we could have prevented a bunch of deaths because other Science? countries did it. Yeah, sure. But we refuse to. But our American exceptionalism is going to fucking kill us. And capitalism and all this type of stuff and people making it political and saying that, like, in this case, this is not political. There's not, like, this is not a, a a movement. This is science. And there's there's something out there killing people. And there's a, there's a big chunk of our nation that just, 
refuses to believe science and they think it's just this big hoax maybe it's because some news agency told them it was a hoax maybe because dumbass in the white house said it was like the flu and just gonna go away and when it gets warm maybe that was the case i don't know but maybe it hasn't hit them maybe it hasn't hit close to home so they can't believe it it's one of those things where you know no one cares about a specific type of cancer until someone you know dies from that cancer and then all of a sudden they're like i'm going on this walk to prevent so-and-so type of cancer because now it's affected them personally mm-hmm. maybe the coronavirus has to affect people personally in order for them to understand that it's real and for me it's affected my family immensely mm-hmm. so yeah it does piss me off when i see people treating it like it's no big deal like i saw and I, I'm sorry if my coworker is listening to this and this ruins our relationship. Fuck it. Whatever. You probably weren't a friend anyway. She posted, she posted a long time ago, like two weeks after we were out of work. She was like, well, it looks like the curve has already been flattened anyway. Yeah. This was back in March. The curve had already been flattened. Here we are in July and we have the most deaths up to date because of this virus. But yeah, you know, it's been flattened because you're news channels told you otherwise so anyway resentment and sadness and i'll shut up (laughs) is there anything else you've learned about yourself how you handle stress or um like (laughs) (laughs) you and i'm back (laughs) (laughs) sorry i blacked out for like the last six minutes you i've noticed with you you know we've i've joked about you become obsessed with things like, yeah. Well, what what have you learned about me too? That's something else that oh, baby's could, joining us. We by the way, talk about. Um, hello, baby. Hello, baby. What have you learned about? Like, I've learned about the fact that you really take to Amazon, and oh, I think you, everyone takes to Amazon. But, but you, you got like really obsessed about shorts. Okay. <laughs> Then you got really obsessed about, like, Lola. we talked about, you really obsessed about your Peloton community. Like, every single time you were on your phone, you were on your 4chan for Peloton <laughs> on Reddit. And, like, today today you just told me, you're like, oh, let me tell you this story about this guy who lost a lot of weight and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Hold I'm on. Gonna, wait, I'm going to follow him. This is so stupid. <laughs> you just told the story all wrong. Let's Let's go back. I was obsessed about shorts because I gave up. Last year, hold on, last year I gave away about eight bags of my clothes. And I accidentally, when I, one of the bags had all of my shorts in them that I was trying to save for the summer, it was in the wintertime, and I gave them all away. So I was obsessed over shorts because I had currently zero shorts to my name that weren't athletic. And I needed to buy shorts and the pandemic was going on and I can't go to a store to get shorts. So I was like, I need shorts. But and I don't want to buy them from Amazon because God knows these shorts that come from Amazon feel like paper. Where are you go? That you're the only person who's buying clothes during this time. So that wait, you're not so wear. that's shorts. Second, this guy posted this thing about <laughs> Peloton. First off, I don't. This sounds bad too. I don't care about your weight loss journey. That's great, fantastic. You're fit. You're healthy. That's great. You lost 80, 90, 100 pounds. That's amazing. Those stories don't move me. The stories that move me are the people who are doing this because they want to be heart healthy and they just want to feel better about themselves. And this guy was on, he posted something on the official Peloton (laughs) website and he just said like, I'm an average dude. I'm not losing any weight. I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. I know, you know, I like this community. 
you know, thanks for giving me inspiration, blah, blah, blah. And I liked it. It was like, it was refreshing to see someone who wasn't trying to show people, look at my stomach now. It's been 365 rides and I'm this and I'm that. It was like, I don't care about that. I care about someone who just does it because it makes them feel good. So that was cool. How many times have you showed me your phone and showed me what place you came in in your class? Three times. Yeah, three times because there's only been three rides where I've been really super impressed with myself. So three times. Um, somehow we were obsessed about something else. No, too. No, there's something else and, that you're and go, obsessed to go with. back with Amazon. How many clutch purchases have I done and made at Amazon that has really helped both of us and little baby? Yeah, no, I okay. I, this, don't 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 without, go there. This podcast needs to be unfortunately be dedicated to Amazon because right. without Amazon we wouldn't we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> without mm-hmm. which. Uh, I, my, the last few months. So now, what have you learned? Well, it's been difficult for me because it's hard to separate the, the quarantine from motherhood. And I, I have said this before that it feels like two worlds of mine died. And yep. um, I don't really know. It's hard to, like I said, it's hard to separate them. It's hard to know, was it the quarantine? Because like... When we started to self-quarantine, it was about a month before I gave birth. And, you know, I had a lot of plans and wanted to get stuff done and take classes online and this and that. And I I did as much as I could. And then I had a baby. And, like, everything just flipped. Everything just changed. So um, even the things that, you know, even the, the, the groups that I'm in, the like the League of Women Voters, they were having Zoom meetings and some of my other obligations. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't meet them after the baby because it just was impossible. So it's like I no longer had those little small normal things going on mm-hmm. either. Uh, so I've also learned that I'm very, I'm very social and, and not like. That's surprising. I know. And not like I go into a room and want to talk. But the, the groups that I'm involved in and my commitments bring you joy. Those social those social obligations bring me so much joy. Yep. And I really wish I still had those because um, I really look forward to them on a weekly basis. Sure. And uh, I also realize because of what's been going on, like this should have been obvious, but I haven't I haven't hugged my parents in four months. Right. And really miss that connection. Part. Yeah, I really, yeah. really miss hugging my parents. And I don't know, you know, other people seem to be just fine, deal, you know, socializing with their families without masks on and such. But we don't feel comfortable and we haven't been and we've been keeping a distance. And we see them. We see them regularly, but we have masks and gloves on. And we stay at. <laughs> At least six feet apart. But I really miss, like, I'm close with my parents, and it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to go this long without those types of interactions with them. And uh, I also have learned how easy it is to forget how to drive. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, what, what's this pedal do? Oh, oh, okay, that's the break. All right. Uh, I, I like, I, I've been given, and I. It's not about me, but 
this has been such a weird time because I know <laughs> what you tell them. This has been such a weird time for me because I I I kind of feel stuck in the well I shouldn't say that this is a weird time for me because I'm getting an opportunity that so few people have and the fact that you have been with with me for the last 12 weeks yep taking care of the baby helping me out uh taking care of the house where you would have gone back to work after two weeks it just it totally changed all the plans that we had and you know i can only see the good in it because you have been so present and the baby has gotten to see both of us for good or worse (laughs) every morning Mm But that's not an experience that a lot of mothers get to have, especially working mothers. And fathers, yeah. they, they don't get the experience. But like I, I, I these these moments, I'm I'm not trying to take for granted because I realize how how unique they are. That I'm getting an opportunity to stay home in the United States, and this should be a shock to people, especially Canadians who get a year off. That I am getting an opportunity for months at a time. To one was at home for the last month of my pregnancy. And then now I'm going to potentially be home maybe until – I don't know how this Who is going to work out with my, my job. But, like, it could be for, until the end of the year. So that means that I will be here with the baby for that long. And you that's such here, a rare – You could be here for nine months. Think about that. I know. I know. And, like – Crazy. For, for – you know, we talked about – you mentioned, like, when, when – Someone maybe said, would we have kids? Or maybe we were just joking about, like, having another one. And we were both like, fuck no. Yeah. And I said the only way I would do this again is if the conditions were the exact same. Because being the first few months of babydom are the worst months in the worst time, quite possibly, I've ever experienced. And I... It's, on this it, here it's planet been, Earth, it's, it's, it was so hard as far as just my health, everything, and everything, and and you know being tired and being needed and being a cow and all this stuff. It's just like I couldn't do this by myself. And yeah, our parents couldn't help like they would have if there wasn't a pandemic. But you were home the entire time, right. and that's a situation that not many people are afforded. Yep, and. You know, despite all of the things that suck about this situation, that is one of the one of the things that are it's it's just it's such a such a great thing that I will hopefully remember and treasure forever because there is no way in hell I could have done this by myself. And there's no way in hell if you weren't home that I would not have gone into a severe depression because this shit is not this is not sustainable. No, for any human <laughs> Those being. Those first two months are not sustainable no, for a agreed. human being. And every woman should be in a facility oh, for six my weeks. God. Um, well, you went different. You didn't necessarily, that's not what you learned. I learned. You learned that, that this shit is I not. I learned <laughs> that maternity leave and paternity leave, I, that reaffirmed my knowing that it's bullshit in America and we treat mothers like shit and we treat fathers like shit because ultimately all we care about is how much money we can make and getting business back on track. And if that's not what we're seeing with the pandemic, it is just an, a that's symptom. That's exactly what we're a seeing. A symptom of it. And another, another issue that, I mean, like... Oh boy, she's cooking now, folks. <laughs> Getting hot. No, but it's. I've said this 
before this pandemic has exposed our America's priorities and how how backwards our priorities are and how we're willing to put money over people, profits over people. And, you know, I knew that. And I know that yes, that's the reason that. why our, our system functions the way it does, why we don't have good maternal leave or, pater- or parental leave at all. Um, most of most of the, this, the things that we have, how we're operating, are based on keeping the status quo and, and keeping, you know, because we're greedy. I mean, mm-hmm. like, ultimately, I think that's it. And I think that uh, I, I have, I hope that other people feel like the that veil of bullshit has been lifted because I, I feel like more I feel like I've more and more people are seeing seeing that because uh, this situation has has made the system has exposed the system for what it is and that's my thought I think that it's that part I didn't learn I knew but it really just has reaffirmed it I mean I think you're right I think the pandemic has especially exposed our nation in particular being physically sick mentally sick emotionally sick and anything that any politician has said like oh we can't do that we can't give women more time off learn from other countries we can't do it for some reason we can't because we're unwilling to change the system that benefits white men businesses sure and no, we incorporations like it is it it's disgusting how about this if men were the ones giving babies having babies we would have a year and a half off we obviously men made the, these laws and they did not care about women's rights so you know maybe maybe that changes in the years to come but the fact that it has not changed up to date is atrocious. And the fact that we're one of the only cr- countries that doesn't have federal leave—it's—it's it's crazy. Like, my because I'm in D.C., I work in D.C. They're required to give eight weeks paid maternity leave, which is I sh- I'm grateful for, but it's a very small amount. Like I, the baby did not feel like she was. A baby until ten or eleven weeks. Like it I'd was say two just, weeks ago. It was just survival right. mode, yep. and so so if if I'm lucky, I get twelve weeks. Some some people do, um, but at the bare minimum, I'm not even bare minimum. Bare minimum is nothing. But if I'm lucky, I get eight weeks. So like, I barely have time to bond with her. That's a very short period of time. If I'm lucky, very lucky, I get 12 weeks, and she just she she's just turned to be pleasant. Right. So now I have to go to work All when day. she's just starting to be right. Like, right. <laughs> fun. You went through the shit, and now you have to go back to work and then see her for, what, two, three hours? Actually, not even. Not even. Like... Oh wow! There'd be nights where you wouldn't even see her right. before she so, goes back to I bed. I mean, that that having, having her and going into work, it it would have changed my like. I would have had to have discussions about schedule change, changes and stuff. So now I don't have to because you know I'm able to I'm able to work and then take care of her periodically when you're not throughout the day. And I don't know where I was going with that, but. Um, I also think that one of the things that I've learned, I also agree, uh, well, (laughs) getting dressed up 
and having a routine is vital for me. Mm. And and putting on an outfit every day makes me feel like a human being. So, you know, I've joked with friends, like, they've just been wearing yoga pants. And, like, I cannot. I have to immediately take my pajamas off and put on a pair of clothes for the day. And I hate it when you do that because when <laughs> in the morning time when I see you and I'm still trying to, like, wake up and you have a sundress on, I'm like, fuck off. Like, this is my outfit for the day and night. And I will work out and take a shower and then put these clothes right back on. Because why not? Uh, Something else that I didn't realize until last week when I started crying. Um, We, Chris and I had a fun life. And it's hard, again, to differentiate. Is this pandemic-related or baby-related? But... Every some Saturdays, there's live music where we live, and we would go and smuggle alcohol, and <laughs> sit on, sit, and watch live music. And they've been doing this concert series. It's today Sunday. Today's Sunday. Okay. They've been doing this concert series virtually now because, of course, they can't do it in person. And I'm watching the virtual version of this concert, this band we really enjoy. Baby, just burp. Yeah, she did, but, like, she was really needed to. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, uh, so um, we're watching it, and I started crying because it made me feel... And I'm not the type of... Like, I appreciate I appreciate a lot. So I don't have... I'm not like you where I drive... when we You drove that one time we drove together, and you got sad because all the, re- all the stores were closed, all the restaurants were closed. Like... This, but this actually made me sad. I was like, I it was watching, watching this band, this live band that we enjoy so much, and thinking about all the summer nights that we've spent, you know, having that fun, and now we're sitting on our couch, watching, watching them on YouTube. <laughs> it just was like, it it did not make me feel good. That's all I'll say. And what's you have this thing where you just don't. You don't, like, I'll occasionally go, oh, remember that vacation? Yeah. You're like, don't even talk about it. Like, I don't do that. You'd rather not, you'd rather just ignore it and not mention it, where I'd rather, I'd, I'll get, I'll take any nugget. Yeah, but I, I don't want to dwell on anything because I know that will make me sad. Right. Well, I can tell you that I have not felt like that this entire time, but that did. that did it for yeah. me. That was like, that, that made me really, really sad. And, uh... Uh, there was no, you know, trying to trying to have some bit of normalcy in that. <laughs> like, let's have a drink and watch them on the TV, the screen. It's like, no, this is not. There's no alternative to this, this part of our life that we enjoyed. Like, there's no. Like, I see these museums are offering virtual tours. Like, no, there's it's no, not the I, same. There's no. It's like a like a national park offering a nope. tour virtually. It's nope. like, yeah, until you go there and you realize, my I lord. I appreciate it, but yeah. th- there's that that makes that makes me more sad. So, um, oh, there you go. Welcome. Yeah. Um I would like to say that something that um, on the same vein of like America's Americans priorities that I think we've finally realized how how workers that we did not deem essential as far as our society goes how important you know grocery store workers are amazon delivery like that is that's something that i don't think i will ever forget yep and i agree same with medical staff like giving birth and especially during this time and to 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 see all the people Mm -hmm. who 
you know, were helping me out and are sacrificing so much from time with their family. Yes, from doctors to the the kitchen staff and the 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 cleaning staff. It's like they are doing. They are so courageous, in my opinion, and brave. And I know that they chose that. Heroes. They chose that line of work, but they. I doubt they ever anticipated something like this happening, right. especially someone who's like, who's cleaning the hospital. Like, <laughs> and they're not getting respect, I'm guessing, a majority of the time. And I think that they're just, I think people are forgetting that it, it, there's a lot of people who make this country and our society run. And those people at the, those people are often forgotten. They're, they have thankless jobs, I'm guessing, and aren't the you know the aren't the doctors aren't the police officers aren't whatever and they're just they're 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 putting their lives at risk too two things one uh i've heard from different parents that definitely now you understand the job of a teacher and right, how difficult right. that is because you know you have a problem teaching your own child and your own child should have more respect for you than they do for us but then you know you you just throw your child into school and like okay teach them it's like it's it's a hard thing to do mm-hmm. to try to teach them anything first and foremost and two to go back to my rant the last thing you just said is exactly why it's so frustrating to see people not being responsible and wearing masks because of all of the other people who are doing you know the hard work the essential work and you're just slapping in the face of some of these you know essential workers who are working incredible amounts of hours hours away from their families it just it sucks and it's so to me is so frustrating i want to throw everything across the room when i think of or i see videos of you know 50 uh young adults partying at a beach with in the same water and doing stupid stuff and it's like you're just you're just terrible i hate it but part of me is like Covidiots? Is that what they said? I don't know. But you don't, you can't possibly judge someone for wanting to live their life and wanting to find joy during this time. Of course. And I I get it. But at the same time, I don't know. It's like when a a tragedy occurs. And I mean, this is basically a tragedy, but like, let's say just a, a one time type of small scale tragedy. And people. I don't know. They're they'll. It's just a tone deaf type of thing. Like they'll post a photo of themselves and say some type of like inspirational comment. It's just an opportunity for them to post their selfie. It's just yeah. like not. I don't know. It just that was a terrible, terrible analogy. It really I don't was. Know. I you. I had something I was going to say, and you made me lose my train of thought because I had no idea so where you were terrible. going. That's a totally different issue. I'm I'm running on empty right now. <laughs> I mean, really, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, it is really frustrating to see some people doing it. it. You know what? This is our moment in history. It's 2020. People who are alive right now. This is our moment where people will read about this and learn about this for hundreds of years. And to know that so many people are doing the wrong thing and not thinking about, you know, your your brothers and sisters of whatever race or whatever you're just not thinking about anybody else but yourself and these are the same people who want to go to church and talk about being a whatever i'm not going to go into that but 
I'm not. I'm not. It's going to be really bad. This is like the most haphazard I don't want to conversation we've had. It's no, just, I'm just, it, the, these, are, these are thoughts. We wanted to talk about <laughs> what we learned. We wanted to talk about our society right now. And it, it stinks. I just wish that we were all in this together like other nations. Uh, I wish that we learned from other nations and saw what they did and what they sacrificed so that we weren't in this boat right now. And you know what? The most troubling thing about all of this is that it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. And you see leaders now saying, well, we're just going to have to live with it. It's like, what? Like, you can't live with this. This is not the way it's, you can't do that. And I miss miss traveling. I, I... We love vacation. Yeah. We love going on vacation. It doesn't make a difference if it's an hour down the road in a different setting. We love vacations. Like, again, this is not... It affects us, too. Like, for God's sake, you had a baby during this pandemic where you had to wear a fucking mask. Like, you made that... You put that post up not too long ago. If you can wear a mask pushing out that baby, then you can wear a mask going to Target. Like, just wear a mask. But, you know, like I said, it's just disheartening because every day for the past week, numbers keep going up and up and up. And our leaders are saying, we're going to have to just live with it. It's like, uh, all right. But, they say, you know, you want your kids to go to school on time? Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You want things to open up again? Wear a mask. But, you know, unfortunately, and I hope, I really do, and I, I really mean this, I hope no one listening to this knows anyone who gets affected by this virus. It's personally hit my family. Family members have passed away because of this virus, and it's real. And unfortunately, some people think it's a joke. Some people think it's made up and because it hasn't hit their family. But when it does, because the way it's going, it's going to, I hope you're ready because... You know, right now, we're not. <sighs> Yay. Well, I'm done being a sour puss. That's all you... What did you learn about me? What have you learned about me the last few months? Uh, you're resilient. You... Physically? We often... Everything. We often talked about, you know, preparing for a baby. And you said that you had absolutely no parental instincts. Fostering instincts. And you have it all. And then some. Like you, I, I, I am so impressed. I never thought you would handle it th- as well as you're handling it now. And I've learned that. You are just, you're killing it. And, you know, that's that. Mm. Killing. Killing motherhood. You're doing a great like job. Killing motherhood in the pandemic. You're doing a great job. Our baby loves you so much and she just burped to show you her pleasure with you that's so sweet of you thank you for burping thank you for showing you how much you love me by letting gas out yeah that's so nice of you all right well we're gonna get out of here uh are you not gonna talk about the wrestling ice cream bars or okay okay well Nope. That's... Are you going to say something that you learned about me? I did, that you become obsessive. Wow, and I said how great you were being a mother <laughs> and you telling me about my shorts. I'm, 
All right. I have cool. learned. Cool. Great, guys. No, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. No, I don't even want to get into it. We're fine. Channel, it's over. You channel over. your stress or whatever it is by becoming obsessed with things. That's not true, though. I believe it is. I have always been obsessed with things. Ever since you met me, I've always been obsessed. Name a time in my life I wasn't with something. I don't know. Exactly. I'm just saying that I've I always been obsessed with, with wrestling. I've always been obsessed with the Green Bay Packers. I've always been obsessed with shopping. No, but like I've that's, always been obsessed that's with working all out. You'll talk about for a week at a I time. I believe that's what one. you call. I think that's the definition of being obsessed with something. I know, but you're having like micro obsessions. Well, again, and you, in your own way, are obsessed too because when it's just us and we can't talk to anyone else about these things. You get it all. That's the way it is. You get everything that I'm talking about. So you say I'm obsessed or whatever. Hey, baby. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no? Nothing? Mm, okay. Else. Well, this was interesting. Yeah, it was all over the place. Resentment, resentment and sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you guys have a good week. Hope you guys are wearing a mask. Really do. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you are washing your hands, keeping your distance, and just... We'll be inside. Yeah, we'll again. be here. We'll, we'll be here. But please stay safe as much as you possibly can. And that's it. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. See ya. Mm-hmm. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.